It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, welcome back. Feels like it's been damn near Coon's age since I uh since since I got to grace your ears with my beautiful words with with the massage table that is my vocal cords. Is a Coon's age the same as a Fortnite? No, no, Coon's age is uh I imagine like 12 to 15 years. Okay. You know the time it takes for a raccoon to age? Yeah, off to a great start. We got uh, hats off, gloves off. You guys know the deal. Pats on the back, pats on the fanny, finger pointing, finger blast, and the yin and yang of of the world. Contemporary court for the common era. You guys know the deal. If you do a good, you get a good. If you do a bad, you get a bad. Legality has no bearing. Uh, sorry for the little break. Um, I th- don't think we recorded in about a month. But, yeah. But that's your guys' fault. Feels longer. You guys, we were going to war with the folks at Capitol Records because they discovered us on their rooftop. Um, yeah, Mitch, uh, I just kept going, like, are you sure this is cool? And he was like, yeah, no problem. And it was like three years, but... Well, I thought we lived in a free country, but apparently... I thought you knew people there. I, I thought we were part of the Capitol family. I thought we knew people, too. And then apparently the fireworks display we had a couple months ago set, set up some, uh, some antennas, and the suits started poking around. I had to wrestle a guy... He came at me. He's like, what are you guys doing up here? I said, we're recording hats off, gloves off. And then he said, oh, never mind. And he just left. But then he came back with 15 guys. But they didn't know I wrestled in college. Um, not organized or anything, but I did wrestle a couple people in college. And I didn't wrestle anyone, but uh, I was just shooting off fireworks because I'm prepping for 4th of July. I want to make sure everything goes smoothly. Spencer is a prepper, but only for fun activities. Yeah. You you go you you get into his doomsday bunker. It's nothing but Roman candles and <laughs> and banquet meatloaves. Only fun stuff. <laughs> But uh, we're sorry. Um, what else you want me to say? We're busy. I got a crink in my neck from wrestling security guards. You want more from me? I put it. I leave it all on the line. All right. And I'll, I'm here to bring you stories of sucking on tongues and and samurai swords, like I always do. What were you up to? Was it the same old shit? Because old Mitchy boy, I got, I got. Uh, I'm a broken clock, baby, and I'm still right twice a day. What do you want? What, what more do you want from me? No, you can you can grow. I mean, you grovel some more. We're sorry. If, if you if you got a problem, you can come fucking find me, dude. <laughs> so Mitch wants to fight all our fans. Not only do we take a month break, definitely lost uh, some listenership, but now he's threatening the the people we have left. The, hey, they, they, those guys were fair weather friends, fans to begin with. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not going to be the 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 Marlins up here just with fancy uniforms and a dog shit team. You know what I mean? I got an A list team. But I'm wearing fucking. I'm dressed like a masseuse, apparently. So yeah, if you can't, uh, <laughs> if you can't uh, stay with us during our hi- hiatus, you don't deserve us. Yeah. If now you, that we're back, as far as like modern couples go, if you can't, if I was a chick, right? It'd be like if we, if you can't have me handle me when I'm throwing your PlayStation at the wall, then you can't handle me when I'm barely tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to take me for my good and my bad. Uh, how about your bad and your mediocre? Because this thing's been falling apart. Um, no one in particular. That was more of an amalgam of all the relationships <laughs> no I've had in No one in, my in life. particular, he has to say, in case his girlfriend listens. Nah, she knows it's not about her. We don't fight. 
because she's a good listener. I just, I just, I clench my fist and I wave it. I vent, I rant, she cries. It works out. (laughs) We have a system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. So I got, I got a hot one. This is, we're a bit late on this, but like we are in most stories. Um, Oh, that's why you said, unlike we are in most stories. Now it's all coming together Uh, once I saw the face. You guys saw the videos. If you haven't, bless your eyes. Bless your eyes. Um, the Dalai Lama was sucking a kid's tongue off. Like, he was sucking on this kid's tongue like it was a penis. <laughs> you saw the video. Yeah, of course I saw the video. Ugh. Because th- th- that was a good example of there's so much clickbait out there that when I saw the headline and everything, I thought, oh, it's going to be it's gonna be nothing. Well, t- it's g- his, like, he's going to fall and his tongue's going to, like, lick a boy's cheek. And then I saw him, like... Do the hand like come closer and well, Barry stick White's your, playing. Stick your tongue out. Whatever the Tibetan version of Barry White is. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, if anyone knows a Tibetan Barry White, please send him on. It's way. just like just one of those like Mongolian throat singers. Just, <laughs> we got a we got excuse number one was like, listen, it's a cultural thing. I'm sorry, the West can't deal with other cultures. And then Tibetan people, they didn't, <laughs> nobody realized, to, people, some people in Tibet have fucking Twitter. And they're like, hey guys, totally not normal. That ain't us. That is not a cultural thing. Please don't do that. Because they Tibet's kind of cool. Uh, the Dalai Lama's got one of the sweetest gigs ever, right? Because they still live in like an old school like feudalism. He's like a religious leader that is also like the emperor, and he was like ordained as a boy. Like he did the right thing when he was like two days old, and they're like, "It's him. He's That's back. Gotta be. He's back, dude." Or he had like a birthmark, and everybody's like, "The chosen one." The not coolest job is a guy who has to decide who the chosen one is. That's got to be tough. Oh, really? I guess so. Yeah, but because like- someone's got to be like, "Hey, this one's extra special." <laughs> but it's like the country is like ninety percent like absolute serfs. Like, dudes just, like, living in trash and fucking... It's, like, the worst parts of India. You just don't see Tibet as often. Like, their main economy is carrying white people's shit to the top of Everest. (laughs) They just... People are like, I climbed Everest. Like, yeah, That's number one. This guy did it 19 times. Yeah, not only that, they're so extreme. Like, everyone's... Everest is, like, a grammable moment. So now people are like... I'm the first guy to bring a snowboard up on to on the top of Mount Everest. I'm the first guy to bring his fender, you know, strat up to the tip. Of- you ever see the real pictures of the summit? Yeah. It's a line. Yeah. There's like to, it's- 80 people waiting to all sit on the fucking summit. Yeah, and those poor fucking... There's a Sherpa poor standing there? Sherpas, man. The guy's just- never had a cell phone in his life, and he's sitting there just telling people, like, all right, just a couple photos next. Go, go, get out of here. What's that, the iPhone 8? Get a better phone, loser. <laughs> Even I have Twitter. So now they're, they've thrown out a couple excuses. The newest one is my favorite. So a top Tibetan leader, they won't even put a name on this motherfucker because they're like, we don't even know how this is going to play. Smart. He's like, don't say I said this, but uh, said the Dalai Lama suck my tongue comment to a boy, which by the way, he said that. He said the word suck my tongue? In Tibetan, I imagine. But um, so the, he sucked. Yeah, the, when he, he didn't say it in French. He sucked the boy's tongue, and then he paused and he stuck his tongue out for the boy to suck. 
And then the boy was like bashful. And he was like, why are you being shy? Like it was the Easter Bunny. Like get up. All the kids are getting their photos taken. It's yeah, you just... could see how uncomfortable he was, but he was one of those kids. Like he's just going to do it. He's on the spot. Oh, it's, a, it's a grown-up. Not only is it a grown-up, it's the grown-up, right? The in, God grown-up. If you've grown up in their world, you've been told that this guy is not only like the president as long as he's alive, but also he's a god. Like he's from heaven. And he's like, it, and it, he's, by yeah, the way. so I guess I'd suck his tongue, He's, too. by the way, the same guy. The Dalai Lama is one guy. Yeah, just. And every time he dies, they have to find the baby he went into. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, holy shit. You guys, you're not going to believe where I found him. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, God always wants to be born in Tibet. Dalai Lama's from the Dalai Lama's from the streets of Detroit. Do we have a rapping Dalai Lama next? <laughs> West Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised. So we got. Well, uh, they tried to say like he's just so childlike. Yeah, that, that was, was the thing. They like the Michael Jackson excuse. Like, yeah, he didn't have a childhood, so he uh, sleeps in a giant bed with a bunch of children. Which that that excuse worked on me until I saw the Michael Jackson documentary, where it's like, well, he had me sit at the end of the bed and spread my butt cheeks so he could see my butthole, and I'm like. Definitely happened. Definitely really a pedophile. Not yeah, secret. Cool. The way he described the secret room in such detail. Like, oh, hey, guys, I got us a, a weekend for your whole family at this resort. But weird thing, your guys' rooms are on the other side of this all-inclusive. <laughs> you got to leave a building, walk across the pool yard, and then up into our building. And I'm in the penthouse, which there's security, by the way. Yeah, Michael, if you're listening from hell. Uh, or heaven. You could have pulled pulled it off if you just would have had all that stuff but kept business hours. Like, all the kids can come over from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Just run a jamboree. Once the sun goes down, you got to go. <laughs> I prefer daytime fucking anyway. Oh, all right. Well, shit. <laughs> just busting all these kids while the bank's still open. <laughs> and then, then having a nice in, in a nice uh, single-file line for a pickup. <laughs> Like Six Flags, dude. He's just like got a, Everest. He's got a tram. <laughs> just <laughs> taking kids out to the parking lot. No, you're like, gross. Get out. Boo. He's just sitting on a throne. Ew, gross. I don't like him. <laughs> Ew. So the newest excuse, Dalai Lama was innocent because he is beyond sensorial pleasure. So that he nice. he doesn't. He's he's. Oh man, he's so on another plane. He doesn't even care when he gets his fucking dick sucked. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. They should push that to the limit and like get like little kids to blow him and be like, "Do you even like this? Do you feel it?" And see if he reacts in any way. Like, oh, this sucks! Oh. <laughs> just the Dalai Lama, just he's pinning himself to the chair. One of those where he's just, oh, oh, oh this I don't even feel this. Oh, <laughs> nothing's ever gonna come out because it doesn't even feel good. Sorry, dude. That's on top of like. Uh, when they were uh, fucking Prince Andrew, when they're interviewing him, they're like, well, this chick who you raped, who you allegedly raped, uh, says she said you were like sweating a lot. And she like, she remembers you viscerally because like it was a weird smell and it was like hours like imprinted in her brain. He goes, that's weird because I don't sweat. <laughs> I was like, what, dude? <laughs> uh, okay, that's the direction. You could have been like, ah, you know, whatever. I mean, eyewitness testimonies aren't even valid in court anymore. You could have, there's so much legal leeway, but just sway the court of public opinion that hard. You're like, I actually, I don't sweat. And you can ask my buddies in the army. And the first thing they did was ask his buddies in the army. They're like, what the fuck are you talking? I don't know if the guy sweats or not. Probably. Yeah. Like everybody. 
That was an insane move because that was a 40-minute interview. So oh, yeah. she had so much time to back him into a corner. He's like, yeah, I realized what Jeffrey was up to, and I ended our friendship. Eight days after you say you ended your friendship, you stayed at his mansion for two months. <laughs> I've got a video of you guys playing ping pong <laughs> in his backyard with no shirts on. Saying, we'll be friends forever. <laughs> you guys both jumped in the air and did a high five in a freeze frame for a second. I mean, when you got money, you got money. You can real life freeze frame high five with your bud playing I'm Walking on Sunshine. So Dalai Lama, like, no, dude, that's, that's, I don't even feel stuff like that. That's, it was literally like, okay, so, all right, it's somehow weirder now. You get no sensorial pleasure. It is 10 times weirder to have somebody suck your tongue. <laughs> Well, does that mean he doesn't enjoy roller coasters? He doesn't enjoy a nice swim, of, of, jumping off a, do a rope swing? A Michelin star meal? Into a diarrhea river, uh, whatever they no, have over there? No, it's his gold throne. It's, it's strictly for back support. <laughs> that, that golden throne he was sitting on while he was sucking that little boy's tongue. That, yeah, that gold throne doesn't make him feel good? No, he's above it all, man. Oh, I'm just going to play the video just because it's hot. I heard they just tried to pull the he's super old, he's 85 or however old he is, so he's senile. Oh, it's, yeah, bullshit, dude. This fucking crazy. Also, why are you dressed like that? There's there's people wearing suits in the frame. You're well, going to be a world leader, dude? Wear a suit. Well, I need uh, some of these... Uh, I don't know. I need people to go through the internet and Bro. see, were there any other signs? I don't really watch very many Dalai Lama videos, so I don't know... Where are there tells like there's multiple YouTube compilations of Biden pervin on children? You know, I want, I need a guy like that to make a little compilation for me. And is he sucking other tongues? Was he doing other things? Do we have do we have any video of him like eating an ice cream cone, just really enjoying it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, dude. Um, he he probably is not enjoying anything. According to his excuse, that sucks. Now you I mean, granted, you're old, so you don't have much time to keep it up, but. You're just like, oh, he doesn't feel sensorial pleasures. And now you have to, like, stick to that? Like you said, he can't ever ride a roller coaster again. He can't have ice cream. Why would you want ice cream? Why would you want ice cream? You don't get sensorial pleasures. Yeah, just eat these beans that we already gave you. Yeah, eat these bugs. They've got sustenance. You're a monk, right? You're some. You're supposed to be the guy who, like, levitates and talks to God? Eat these bugs, bro. Yeah, just uh, say you don't don't waste all the good stuff on you. You can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, you get to talk to God and you get to suck on all the little boys' tongues. Where's my little boys' tongues, huh, <laughs> huh, Mister Llama? Also, what a dumb name. Go fuck yourself. I know it's not Llama Llama, but bro, change your name. Germany's not Germany, right? Germany is like depending on where you're at, it's like Deutschland yeah, or Alemania or Alemania okay. or so. You know what I mean? Uh, Japan is Nippon. Like China is probably Jingzhongxiao or something. You know what I'm saying? So the Dalai Lama. I didn't at first, but I do now. Why are we calling him the Dalai Lama? His name should be like Jeff or something. <laughs> His name should be. You Jeff. Are, okay, you're proposing we change it from Dalai Lama to Jeff. I'm just spitting off the top here. You know what I mean? If you give me time, you give me pen and a pad, I might come up with something better. But uh, but give him a title. You know what I mean? Why are we calling this guy the Dalai Lama? The, 
He sounds like a cartoon character. It's tradition. He sounds like a like a, a like a plushie from the nineties. The Dalai Lama, a llama Dolly. Here's the Dalai Lama. I'm the, just thinking of Salvador Dali mixed with uh, a llama. Dolly Piggy. It's like a whole collection you'd get from Beanie Babies. Okay. But instead, it's just this old ass man trying to suck off kids in public, like on TV, dude. That's he needs to just be put down. So yeah, he's but slipping. he's unstoppable because you, you you put a bullet in his brain. And he's a baby in the next hour. Yeah, and he doesn't uh... comes back as a baby with a with a fucking a, a, a hair lip or something, and they're like, it's him. Yeah, and his term's not running out. You know, they're not gonna. You think if you have if you're in Tibet and you have a baby with a birthmark, are you hoping he's the Dalai Lama? I think you were up until this video came out and everybody saw him. Oh, that means too. He's been sucking on tongues for millennia. Yeah, if it's really if it's he's the same guy, he is unstoppable, dude. You can't kill him. He just reincarnates. Damn. I want is that maybe that's how they test him. <laughs> <laughs> just that he's a baby, an old guy sticks his tongue out, and he just starts sucking. Yeah, that's yeah. Him. The Dalai Lama's dead, boys. Don't tell anybody. Go out under the cloak of night and find the new Dalai Lama. And they just it's just a, a group of wise men going town to town sucking on all the baby's tongues. I'm like the 800th one. We found him. The chosen one. Why did it take so long? The first one sucked your tongue. <laughs> yeah, but this one did it just right. Oh, fuck. So that's a disgusting story. I needed to touch on it. And uh, that's my bit. Gloves off to you, Dalai Lama. Well, Mitch is getting all negative about tongue sucking. I got a, I got a hats off for everybody. Hey. Hats off to you, sir. So I think we can relate to, uh, you know, every once in a while you have uh, bad landlords. They don't fix stuff. Uh, there are things missing in your apartment, and you just think of how much rent you're paying. Yeah, landlords. Like, like, oh, I'm not going to pay my full rent this month. You know, that's bullshit. My heater hasn't worked for three months. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. Like I had, I moved into a place and had like rats right away. And the <laughs> landlord, the landlord who lived in the same hallway as me, or the manager at least, was like, whoa, that's crazy. We've never had rats before. And then just says, I'll be right over with traps. And he like within 90 seconds was at my front door. We've never had rats but i do keep these traps on. we got all these traps so this is in germany oh and this lady tried to uh not pay her full rent because of something the landlord was doing and then he sued her ass he sued her he's the landlord sued her and the landlord won that's why it's a half off because this was a bogus reason to uh, to not pay rent. So it's an upmarket residential district of Frankfurt, but it also includes one office floor. So mostly residential, one office. And it's perfect because it, an HR company rents it out. Beautiful. They objected to uh, the landlord's naked sunbathing. Boo. The landlord, uh, it's his property. He would lay out naked and sunbathe. And so the the HR company that it is funny that it's HR because that's not <laughs> HR approved naked people. So I get why HR people would have a beef, but they they uh, tried to withhold rent. He's, he's their landlord too. Yeah. So uh, they rejected his reasoning, said it was inadmissible, inadmissible, and uh, 
did not deliberately have an improper effect on the property. Hmm. I guess they, they do have different rules over there. Well, what's, what's cool is that they found out that um, where he was laying out naked, it could only be seen from one window, and you t- had to lean really far out of the window to even <laughs> see him. Yeah. Well, that's HR, a bunch of nosy bodies. And it's just when you see, I mean, yeah, you just see, you have to see naked people sometimes. Dude, when I used to live in Long Beach, I had to walk on the sand to get to my car. And for like two weeks straight, there was just some lady who would just lay out fully topless. And then one day. Nice. Yeah. So every day on the way to work, I just walked by and saw these like uh, real leathery, like French titties that uh, Uh, weren't really that good. But I guess it's just the principle. Yeah. Tits are tits. Surprise tits are always good. Uh, and e- then even crazy homeless tits. I see those every now and then. Those are becoming more frequent, and yeah. I'm not mad. Sometimes they're good, but uh, yeah. Then one day I was walking to work, and uh, there were cops busting her ass. Oh, oh, that's a bummer. You know what's actually a this is a gloves off, then the hats off. I was leaving uh, the third wheel the other night, that's a comedy spot. Now that I think about it, you guys don't know what it is. Anyway, it's on Santa Monica Boulevard late at night. It's known for a transgendered prostitute area. Yes. But, you know, you don't, you're not always thinking that right. You know, that's not... Right when I get on Western Santa Monica, I'm not like, I'm in tranny territory. So I'm just driving down the street and... That's how I give directions. A couple hundred... <laughs> if you see... <laughs> if you see uh, uh, Michael, she's about 6'4", she's wearing a dress, you've gone too far. You're going to make a left at McDonald's. <laughs> that, uh, so that a few hundred yards out, I just see a pair of titties on the street. And I think my first thought is like homeless titties or whatever. And then I get closer and realize they're just like horrifically bolted on uh, trans prostitute titties. But, that's no good. Yeah, people care so little in the city. Like that's a that's a, like a marketing. That's good advertising for her. Like look at all these prostitutes hiding their, their weird tits. <laughs> I'm getting them out. Did you get a photo? What? No, no, no. No photos. Jesus. I didn't take photos, yeah. Get it together, Spencer. <laughs> That's between me and them, all right? Our moments are private. So uh, then, the, then the tenant was trying to prove that he would walk from his apartment down the stairs through the co- courtyard naked, and that would bust him. And uh, the guy basically responded, uh, on the contrary... I always wore a bathrobe, and I took it off right when I got to the sun lounge. I mean, this guy is not a freak. He just likes to sunbathe naked. I would have thought Germany would have been pretty cool with naked people. Yeah, I would too. Definitely would. But I guess it's probably just because it's an HR company that's complaining. That's got to be the whole reason. So how does he sue the lady? For not paying all the rent. He sued her for not paying rent because she was trying to not pay rent because of him, his dick being out. See, when I when I had my friend hold my belt loops and I got to lean over the balcony and I saw down. <laughs> Once they tied that rope around my waist. I mean, also, you know, as a dude, it's like if I'm pissing like on a golf course or like on the side of the road, you shield your dick reasonably. But anything more than like a couple hundred yards, it's like I'll pee right towards you. You can't see nothing anyway. My hands are down there. You don't know what's what. Yeah. 
Could be anything. I don't have to shield my dick from nothing. Could be a bird. So if he's on like the the second floor and they're on like the sixth floor, it's like, yeah, show your fucking dick. So, tan your taint like people were doing a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, the per- perineum sunning. Oh. But, yeah, and that is one of those things. I always hate it. It's part of like going into nature. You always come across some naked dude and you're like, son of a bitch, get out of here. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we went to Deep Creek and all of a sudden there was just naked people. And I was like, oh, thank God I'm on mushrooms because I would have had a real fucking issue with this. But I was just so deep into like level seven of my own head (laughs) that I was just like, oh, that's so cool. They're just naked. That's pretty sweet. And then just get right back into fucking, oh, you miss your uncle, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That would always happen in Sedona. You would hike forever and you would just find like the greatest little swimming hole with the mini waterfall. And then you would be like, we're here. Oh, and there's just one old naked guy in the best spot. The couple I like, because like, yeah, hey, I got to see a little dick. At least I'm seeing her titty. She's she's uh, she you know she's not something I'd pay to see, but well, it's yeah, it's, it's they the, balance each other out. It's the solo male naked hiker is that's who I have the yeah. problem. Oh, with. of course, that that's my issue. Solo female, bring that on too. If I'm being honest, yeah, you know, I remember when we were there, we were in that hot spring, and the the most annoying naked dude there. The only the only naked dude I even had a problem with was. So annoying and talking, and then I was like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I'm an Uber driver." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's convenient because uh, I want you to get in a car and leave from here. <laughs> hey, so if I order an Uber in Victorville, do you have to go get it? Does that mean you have to leave? You order an Uber to try and to bait him out of the fucking. Let sweet me call my spot? people in Victorville, and I'll see what kind of what we can do. Oh man, that's so funny. A lady didn't like him being naked, so he <laughs> so he sued her and he won. Right? How good does Germany does packed, he feel? Uh, you know, I could do without all the goose stepping in the ovens and whatnot, but this is a pretty sweet story out of Germany. In New Germany seems amazing. Nah, um, I don't know because they went a little too far. Now you're not allowed to say anything about the Jews, which is like you need a a healthy amount of Jewish skepticism. Just just like anything, you know what I mean? If you're just like all of a sudden it's so like... So you're saying maybe Finland or Norway go there. You can talk about the Jews out yes, there. Yes, they're very German feeling, but they don't have any laws because they didn't, they didn't really step, they, yeah. step over that hard line. <laughs> no, and they kind of didn't really, you know, jump in on that many fights to begin with. No, they so. kind of, they rolled into Norway and Norway was like, oh, we were expecting you. <laughs> they're like, can we just stay neutral? It's like, yeah, put a base there. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It's mostly rocks and ice anyway. That's why they, they're so happy there, right? Um, Finland's a different story. Finland does not fucking bow to anybody, dude. Finland fought off the Russian army with like 85 guys. They don't give a fuck. But um, they're also not like German. They're like a weird, like, uh, they're uh, like more Sami and like Ugaric. So they're like, they're more like like American Eskimos than Europeans. All right. Let's go to Finland. Hang out with these German Eskimos. <laughs> um, All right, what do you got? Let's go back to me. Uh, this is a classic Hogo story. This is, what you, this is what you expect when you come here, folks. Nothing but the best. Hats off to you, sir. So if I could just close all of these 85,000 ads... On, I guess it's my fault for going to GearTape.com. But they had the, the story formatted the best. 
So, according to reports, a game of Monopoly turned into a samurai sword fight in Brussels. <laughs> don't you love the 21st century? You don't get a headline. Sometimes. You do not get a headline like that out of 1850s England. You know what I mean? No, well, I wouldn't go to 1850s. So you got a Monopoly, a game that's meant to like point out like the post-capitalist greed of the Americas, right? And but it's all just about you know, make your mom feel bad at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I suppose people still play Monopoly. Everybody just feels bad. Nobody wants to play it because you're you're like if you pitch it to a room of like six people, three of them are like, I don't really. They're not like, oh, I hate that game or anything, but they'll be like, oh, something clearly happened. Like, oh, can we just play something else? I just... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I played it probably four years ago. I got my ass kicked. So these guys are playing a super American game in Brussels, and it turns into a samurai sword fight. That's cool. They each had swords. It's a great melting pot. So uh, forest neighborhood of the Belgian capital in Brussels at... 5 a.m. on Sunday. So, <laughs> so this is 5 in the morning. So they're drunk as hell. They've got to be going from the night before. Monopoly runs wild. Uh, it's a long game, but till sunrise? Yeah, but if you're up... They s- probably started at 3 a.m. You can't... <laughs> if you're up, dude, I'm, I'm not leaving my money there. And then you're like, well, I'm taking my money with me. And it's like, all right, who's the bank? What do we do... Do we do we hide the bank? You know what I mean? Where the piece is at? Like people are you start taking photos of the board. It's like, all right, this has gone too far. Um play through. It's like poker, you know, when you just gotta play those all night games till there's one winner. No, I always I just leave. I, I just leave. <laughs> what is this rounders? I don't give a fuck. But I've played games uh, like that where like that's what we agree to. You you don't leave, but oh, you could okay. just bomb you could just lose your chips if yeah, you sure. want. You can <coughs> You can just say it's not worth the $5 buy-in to win the $65. (laughs) It's a $20 buy-in with like six guys. And you're like, nah, you know what? I'm good. Can I get like 17 bucks back? Yeah. I'm doing all right, but I I ain't seeing this through. No, you can't cash out. You would have to to just just blow it. All in, baby. Uh, So residents became irritated by four individuals playing the board game on the pavement outside of their home. So it's five o'clock in the morning. These dudes are on the sidewalk in front of their driveway. And they're strapped with swords. (laughs) I don't think they're strapped at the time, but let me get through this. So an argument ensued when a man emerged from his house, apparently brandishing a stick. I think brandishing might be up there with one of the most said words on this podcast. Besides like the most common 100, you know, like the and it and at and whatever. Brandishing is absolutely up there. Uh, the argument escalated when the resident's son appeared with a Japarai samurai sword in a holster. First of all, not a holster. It's a scabbard, but I'm going to let this one go, geartape.com. <laughs> During the ensuing altercation, the katana sword became visible when one of the Monopoly players removed it from its sheath. Okay, I'll take sheath. The player tried to grab the katana and removed the holster. The son tried to get it back, said the police. It is believed that both the son and one of the Monopoly players who were wounded by the blade, two men were taken to the hospital. Both were apprehended. So this guy's got a sword. He goes into his house, comes out with it sheathed, threatens one guy, and the other guy goes, oh, really? Like, I'm imagining the way they put it out is he, like, kicked back his jacket, his leather duster, and he also had a samurai sword already. What a coincidence. (laughs) Oh, I see I've met my match. His mouth doesn't add up. But it's all in Belgian, too, so it's even fucking crazier. (laughs) It doesn't add up even more. (laughs) 
It really doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't know what the hell they're speaking over there. They say it's Dutch, but then you're like, what are they speaking in the Netherlands? And what are they speaking in Germany? Um, so according to local media, Monopoly player was discharged later, but the resident's son is said to be in critical condition. After the confrontation, the street where the group had played the game was left stained with large patches of blood and scattered with Monopoly money. <laughs> That is a sight. That is a visual. Just I am visualizing it being America, like yeah. mean, more like shitty street, shitty American streets. Like, yeah, like streets of Philadelphia, What's rocky that? steps, and then just bloody Monopoly money flowing well, like, by. When you go to like Europe in particular, but like even like Canada, you're like, whoa, Canada. Like it feels like America, but you're like something's off. You know what I mean? But, like, you go to Europe and, like, a lot of, like, their towns, it feels like it's, like, Disneyland. It's like, oh, they built this, like, as an attraction? It's like, no, this is just, like, where they shop. Like, this is what it looks like. But I met you, you, you go to Brussels. For some reason, you're in Brussels. And you're just walking around. And you just see, like, blood-stained pavement. And then it's, like, Monopoly money floating around. You're like, is that their money? Is that what they yeah, use? Yeah. It's like, Whoa, I got the... It's a weird little... I exchanged the wrong currency. Yeah, they gave me this plastic bullshit. But then also, it's, it's so funny to be like, like American gangsters always make fun of like English gangsters. Because like, oh, you know, no, you know nothing, bruv. Oh, oh, we hard out here, bruv. We cut, we slice you up, bruv. And it's like, all right, whatever you say, dude. It's just like, okay, you've never been in a drive-by. You guys don't even have guns. What it's, come on, okay, that's cute. What are you guys, like soccer? Get out of here. But it's like a, a tough American dude. You roll up in, in Belgium, you're like, that was just a brutal attack, bruv. And it's just it's just monopoly money on the ground. You're like, oh, you guys are so cute. I would be super confusing. Like, what? You're just drunk. What country am I in? There's samurai swords, blood, and monopoly money. Yeah, it's funnier if it was in like sense because Brussels is it's like the capital of Belgium. And it's like an industrial city and a business center and all that stuff. It would be funnier if it was in like Amsterdam, where it's just like, what the fuck is going on? All these people from all over the world, in and out, all to, all day, every day, and then. You're just like, did you guys hear about the sword fight? You're like, what? Yeah, there was a sword fight over a game of Monopoly, which also, by the way, they're giving us a run for our money. Remember the old uh, radio show game, the cheap game of, uh, it was like Ohio or Florida? Germany or Florida. Germany or Florida. Now we're getting Brussels or Florida. If I told you a Monopoly game ended in a sword fight and two people going to the hospital, Highly believable it's Florida. Yeah, that is perfect for uh, Germany or Florida. Close um, enough. That's all I got. All right. Back to you, dog. Well, I guess it's this is, a I guess, overall a gloves off. But really, it's a hats off to John Wick 4. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nice. So I've got this John Wick friend who uh, I've seen every John Wick with him in the theaters, right? So four comes out. I went and saw it right away just without him. But then I arranged this whole day to go see it at, you know, so like that Chinese theater and that shakes and they squirt water in your face and shit like that. It's 4D when he shoots somebody, they actually shoot somebody in the audience. Well, if you, they, they shoot air in the back of your seat. So you're like, oh, I got shot. I got Ooh. shot. So gloves off to that uh, whatever 4DX thing I did because every time someone got thrown on the ground, there were like four prongs that went in your butt, like hit all your different butt cheeks one at a time. 
and it didn't feel anything like falling on the ground. And granted, like air right in my face doesn't make me think I got shot, but it does give you like a woo kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, keeps the senses alive. Yeah, this was horrible. All it did was take you out of the movie. So I had uh, two friends come up from Orange, from down in Orange County, and one of them really just kept talking about like he wanted to go to like a cool coffee shop and check out the arts district, and I'm like, sure, whatever. I mean, you got you're coming up here. I've I've done all this shit, so uh, do whatever you want to do. And then my other friend just decided to roll up with a bunch of mini liquor store bottles and was like already trashed by the time I, <laughs> I saw him at like 3 p.m. You got to coordinate the vibes, dude. This is <laughs> oh, the vibes were way off. Because we were supposed to meet earlier, but the guy had, like, was hungover, slept in. Uh, anyway, it was fucking, he's just pounding mini bottles. We go eat. He won't eat anything. You know, we're doing the thing trying to chill him out, like, have some water, bro. Here, why don't you get a sandwich? And he orders two sandwiches, but just keeps them to go and never eats them. <laughs> I ended up eating them. But, uh, and he's just giving this one guy shit who drove him, like, drove all the way from... Uh, from Torrance to Huntington Beach to pick him up. The guy wasn't even a, even awake, so he had to bang on the door, wait for him to get ready. Nice. Then get him, then drove. And then he made him, he was like, go to the liquor store for me. And I told him, I would text him, like, don't do it. He, <laughs> he just it was too much of a pushover, I guess, and did it. I was like, all right, dude, we're fucked. Uh, we're fucked. Like, it's so bad. We, we just walked from... Uh, He's getting hammered to see John Wick? Yeah. All right. But to make it worse, I told him I had already seen John Wick. Sure. And so he tries to blame all of it on me. Like, I'm only <laughs> drinking like this because you betrayed me, which is already <laughs> drunken logic. So it's like, you're already drunk when you came, you know, when you even found out, I already saw it. Yeah. And just, I like, kept bringing it up the whole day. Like, you went and saw it. Oh, they, I, you don't think I wanted to see it? You don't think I wanted to see it? We get to the theater. No, we don't even get to the theater. We get to my apartment, and he's doing the move. We're, like, walking through Union Station, and he's just, like, running to the bar, taking shots, coming back and meeting us, where we're saying we're not even going to break stride. Yeah. You've got to catch up with us if you're going to do this shit. And he would, and he pulled it off. <laughs> we get to my place. Or you could just, I don't know, get your life together. There's a huge dumpster in front of my apartment that's on fire. And we, we're walking to the theater. So from my place to Chinese theater, it's not that far, but it is gradually uphill the entire way. So the drunk dude is just complaining and whining. And I realize now getting more dehydrated. So we get to the theater and he just goes straight to drink again. But after like serious physical exertion on his part because he was so drunk and out of shape and going uphill. Oh, that 2% grade? Yeah. Up Highland? Yeah. <laughs> But you're drunk in your 40s, you know. Yeah, sure. So he's already had probably like nine straight shots at this point. I go into 7-Eleven, and I swear that 7-Eleven used to not sell beer because it was so insane. And uh, apparently they do now, or I was just wrong about that, and it was a different 7-Eleven. But I just go to get a water, and he grabs three things of barefoot wine and two Mike's Hard Lemonade. And that's after he's just been drinking straight whiskey all day Jesus. sneaks out into the theater then it's the holly it's the chinese theater so there happens to be some sort of like hollywood bougie premiere that was very easy to sneak into because 
anyone going to the bathroom who was going to the movies had to go through the party. Sure. So he's not even there for like the first 30 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, this motherfucker snuck into that party and he's just been drinking and drinking and drinking. (laughs) And super producer met us there after my friend was already trash. And by the time he sat down, he just didn't shut the fuck up. The entire movie was just like screaming, talking, having full blown conversations. I like, I do, I like, I'm like, shut the fuck up over to him. He doesn't do shit. I know there's no stopping him. You know, there's no stopping him at this point. Thank God I had already seen the movie. Oh, I would have been livid. Yeah. I would, I would have, I was already losing my shit. Even if that was my friend, I'd go report him to the front. And just have him removed while he's sitting next to me. Well, especially, yeah, I should have done that. I just have a no narc. You know, I didn't want, I wouldn't rat. But anyway, he fucking, because this is a movie, like you go see a movie nowadays, it's 15 bucks. This was like $25 for, you know, so it's like we made a real effort to go see this in this stupid ass format that I wouldn't go see again. (laughs) But uh, I don't need the shaky chairs. It was know. rad for the car scenes. When John Wick was in the car, that was when that the like that uh, immersive experience like worked. Was he in the car that much? Not that much, but during that roundabout scene, he was when he was in Paris. Oh, dude, that was like. First of all, can we talk about the movie a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking that roundabout scene was like twenty five minutes. Every fight scene was like twenty five minutes. But also, people are still just in the roundabout. No one's slowing down at all. Cars are going, by the way, 65 miles an hour. It was the most insane. Around the Arc du Triomphe. Because I've watched the first three John Wicks, and up until that car roundabout, I never once thought, where are the police in this world? (laughs) And that was the exact... I mean, kudos to them, because it took three and a half movies for me to even think about cops. But that was when it was... The most insane. We were like, how are all these cars just keep going? And they're shooting in between them. There's been nine accidents. Cars are stopped in the middle. And cars are just like, get out of my way. (laughs) Just fucking just drifting around. Like literally going faster than that circumference would allow your car to go. Yeah. There was the the more movies go on and the more they open up their assassin world, kind of the lamer and cornier it gets. Like that – that assassin radio station shit was I thought was oh, lame. Yeah. I didn't like that. And if they're how are all these assassins so rich? How is any of this being funded? It, like there are more <laughs> assassins than citizens. Oh, that happened that was the end of number two when I saw that in theaters with my girlfriend. And it's one that's like, there's open contract on you, John. We'll yeah, give, we'll give three you a, quarters of the park. We'll give you a head start. And as he's walking, everybody's just wa- following him with their eyes. And you're like, oh, so the whole world is assassins? And then you go to see number three, and you're like, oh, I guess the whole world is assassins. <laughs> there's like nine people that aren't trying to kill him. Yeah, and I guess they they provide the money for the rest of them? Because just how luxurious these assassins live in their digs and... Uh... Yeah, it's fucking insane. The high table, I get it. Oh, by the way, the fucking Skarsgård, that dude nailed it. He was one of the most hateable fuck faces I've ever seen in my life. He was so hateable. His outfits. Such a puss. His <laughs> outfits, and they kept getting more and more ridiculous and like, as the movie went on. He was like regal. He it, had like big like red fur coats, but it was still looked like, like a tuxedo jacket. And he was when he was in his like bat cave with the model of, of Paris. Yeah. Uh, when someone came out and brought him his old-fashioned phone on a silver platter, <laughs> he never fought. He didn't fight. Yeah, he was he was great in that movie. The things I don't like is just the inconsistencies, which it ends up making me like it even more because they're 
you're like, oh, they said who gives a shit and just made what was cool. <laughs> They're like, hey, what do tw- what would a 12-year-old think is fucking awesome? Oh, okay. There's a blind guy who's better at fighting than John Wick. You're just like, okay, I'm in. Was it fucking Donnie Yen or something? I'm fucking down. Yeah, the blind guy was the trip. Yeah, and the blind guy had his little gag, but he only used it in one fight when he was putting the liquor yeah. store sensors on all the... <laughs> Well, it's once again, it's like it doesn't make sense. He'd be doing that more often. He didn't do like any echolocation, like where he'd be like tapping on shit. He would do some stuff in other scenes and then not do it in the next scene. But he just did it in the beginning to like establish it. Like, yeah, but he didn't do it near the end at all. Yeah, but then the dude who ran the fucking. uh... Also, how the question is, how the fuck did he know what he had three nines when he was playing poker? Yeah, that's he knew his hand because he's such a good assassin. He's he's also good at poker. How do, how do you know? That's another good one. Fucking Scott Adkins. He's playing that fat German guy. I'm like, and then I thought that scene was wrapping it up. And I was like, please. I could tell it's Scott Adkins in a fucking fat suit. I want to see a fat guy do some fucking kung fu. And that paid off big time. That was the best fight scene. The wet, I call that the wet fight. The wet fight? Yeah, everyone was getting wet. Well, that was another one it got too. me wet? <laughs> it got me wet and it was wet. There's water going everywhere. That was good too. Those, People just being those shot. club fight scenes, and everyone's still just dancing. They don't give in the a background. fuck. Dudes are just getting. Sh- There's some their points. Fucking back of their skull get blown out, and the lady, she's more like annoyed. She has to move over a little bit. There were some points where they were, they did have reaction, but for the most part, no. It's just not at all. Um, that stair fight scene, I could have done without. It. I mean, I. It could have been literally half the time, and yeah. I still would have got the message. I like, was all fought out at that point. Dude, he and then he gets to the top, and then they just knock him down. You're like, Jesus, this took forever. And then they do it again, and you're like, motherfucker. Just, I've been here for two and a half hours. I get it. It's Sisyphus. It's hard to get to the top of the hill, whatever. But fucking, I want to see him fucking bring on some reckoning. The twist was good, too. The turn, how they pulled it off at the end. How they get, dude gets got. That's nice. Um, Ian McShane got to hit it with some classic lines. He's like, you dumb bastard. <laughs> also, I never really thought of... Uh... He just seemed like such a pussy in four and not as just every scene. He was just like leaning jolly on a like leaning against an old fashioned chair. Yeah. And he just looked like, I don't know, maybe he had like work done since the last one, but something about him. He He's seemed like 75 more of a bitch. I don't know. Uh, Lance Reddick. It was cool that he got got in a cool way. Yeah. Considering uh, he passed away in real life. He, he went out like a fucking soldier. That was pretty nice. Um, I'm bummed. We got he was in what? Four movies, and he never took his shirt off. I mean, he should have popped them nips out one more time. Because when when he took his shirt off in the wire, everybody I've ever showed the wire to, when you get to that episode, they're like, "Whoa, shit, dude!" I remember when uh, watching that for the first time with my ex, and she just went, "Oh my god, that's disgusting! Cockroach man, cockroach man, cockroach man." <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a but no good movie. Uh, yeah, I, we're talking shit, but it was it was a total thrill ride. Unbelievable, high octane thrill ride is how they used to sell movies in the '90s, and I'll say this is the first one I've ever been to since I would say like Con Air or what movies got upped. This movie is better than like Transformers in terms of action, which is like Michael Bay has a master's degree in fucking how to make an action movie. And this keeps up with, like, all the Marvel movies. It's fucking – it was awesome. I had a terrible experience watching it in the theater. We went to the one in North Hollywood. Um, Like, I was like, oh, it's sweet. Popcorn was cheap. 
Fucking the seats reclined all the way. Me and my girlfriend were having a great time. We're there. 90% of the crowd shows up during the trailer. Bad sign. Unreal, dude. Unreal. They're, they're, so they're all – the trailers are ending and they're just now getting into all their snacks and shit. I'm like, you better st- step down this crinkling to at least like – I'm like, it's an action movie. You guys are going to have plenty, plenty of opportune times to munch, right? The guy in front of me or right next to me, to the left of me, he comes like 20 minutes into the movie. He's meeting – it's a guy and girl couple who are clearly together. He's like knows the dude somehow. So he just showed up, sets in between us, and he's just texting like this the whole time. He's doing the thing where it's like he's got it up against his chest and he's texting with both hands. And I'm like – and I just keep doing that thing where I just keep looking at him and he goes – and he goes, and puts it in his pocket. And then two minutes later, he's doing it again. So eventually, I just started heavy sighing. I'm just going – every time he pulls his phone out and as soon as the light comes off, I just go – <laughs> and he'd look at me real quick, text off, and then send it back to his pocket. And he'd be like, sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm like, dude, stop saying sorry. You're not sorry. I would more appreciate it if you, like, if you tried to, like, make me flinch. If you'd go, like, what are you going to do about it? Like, that I would at least respect. I'm like, that's a fucking hustle. You're just being a pussy. It's also, it was like that movie, we went to, like, an 8 o'clock show. So it's like 8 to fucking almost midnight. We're sitting in the theater. It's like, who the fuck are you texting? I don't know. You should ask. Who's so important? Well, you, I get pumped up for the movie because John Wick 2, uh, someone was being an asshole, and I just threw a water bottle at his head because I was pumped up from John Wick. You got to have at least like two or three rows. Yeah, I had room. This guy was sitting right next to me. And it, also, I'm going... You should have taken some of his snacks. Every five minutes, I keep getting enveloped back into the John Wick world, and I'm going... Oh, seeing the glow... Uh, Dude, seeing the glow off to the side is brutal. It it was it was insane. It was actually insane. He was doing that thing where they were walking out in front of us or right behind us, and I was complaining loudly to my girlfriend, just being passive aggressive. I'm like, no, that was that was a phenomenal fucking movie. I that lived up. You know, if it wasn't for that fucking guy next to me the whole goddamn time on his fucking phone. Um, and she's like, he's right behind us. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm saying it this loud. But the uh. That's the worst when you have to then out loud be like, yes, I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> but also, just what a good movie. Is is what you're texting better than what's happening in front of you? It's a, it's a, like a three-hour epic action movie event of like at least the next few years. And you paid for it. That's you're where in the theater you with like, paid money to be in the seat. With like the crazy surround sound, the sweet seats, they serve booze and you got like people have like their trays out there eating fucking carbonara and shit in the theater. I'm smelling garlic in the air. I'm eating fucking, you know, popcorn and sipping on my Wishing little you had carbonara. Thing. Oh, not from a theater, but Jesus Christ. But I'm like, what is going on on your phone that's so fucking important? And he was just texting somebody. It's fucking insane. And that's I don't I don't know. I I've, I've been to 3 movies post COVID. One of them was great cuz it was a Northman and just nobody heard about that. So the theater was just empty. It was like me and my girlfriend and then like another couple 80 feet away from us. Um nice. I saw fuck something else. Oh, Crimes of the Future. Which is like a Cronenberg movie. It's not indie, but it's like he's like art house and you know, theater was still mostly empty. But fucking John Wick. I should have waited three weeks to go see that fucking movie. Yeah, I saw it the first time in Utah, so everyone's nice and respectful there. But uh, that's. I think I'll just go to Utah to see movies. Yeah, yeah, I would. Or yeah, my move is is I just uh, if I go, I have two. I don't work Tuesdays, so I just go like Tuesday at eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how you. You know, what? I just remember I have seen a movie in Utah. 
Beowulf. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, we were on a ski trip, me and the fam, and uh, and we were like, there was no snow on our ski trip, so we're like, all right, we'll roll into Cedar City go to a movie and the only thing playing at that time was Beowulf it was like a three hour animated fucking movie but I remember the trailer being like it had like CGI naked Angelina Jolie in it so I was like yeah fuck let's go Pretty see that pumped. shit I'm into like mythology and all this stuff yeah. I'm like let's check it out I and read the book already you know they made me read it in school let's it, see it has gotta be one of the worst fucking movies of all time of all time like Pluto Nash should have won an Oscar compared to the fucking Beowulf movie but uh from what I can remember, nice crowd in there. <laughs> oh, definitely a nice crowd. Even a movie that sucks, people in Utah are like, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't, I didn't like it very much. So my uh, my bro ruins the movie. Wasn't that pissed because one, it's someone I know, so I should expect it a little bit. You know, like it's not like oh, shocking. This is a guy who got blackout drunk. We get out of the movie. He's in a great mood. He has no idea what happened in the movie, but he's saying he loved it. We we get to the street. We get to the street, and he just turns to the the one who drove him, the one who went so far out of his way all day for the guy, all day, just turns to him and goes, oh, that's what you think, huh? The guy didn't even say anything to him. He's like, oh, you're talking shit? And that's why I don't fucking like you. That's why when everyone asks, why are you so mean to Ben? It's shit like this. And then he starts getting in his face. He's way bigger. He actually than... said nothing? Yeah, he didn't say anything. <laughs> he was just so far gone. Oh and then so God. we're on Hollywood Boulevard in the middle of all the, you know, all the fucking clowns and the Spider-Mans and the SpongeBobs and all the freaks. And a fight is breaking out because... Uh, my friend who's a big old fucking huge Hawaiian dude is taking on like a little tiny Ar- Iranian dude who is buff and can fight, but still just pure size alone, you know? Yeah, which one's the drunk one? The Hawaiian. Oh, okay. Drunken Hawaiian. And so then I have to fucking, I grab my friend Corey, I shove him off him, he tries to go back. He's doing that thing where I finally like, I pushed him far away enough where he could tell I was serious. He stopped. But then is like trying to like walk around poles to get to the guy. You know that move where I'm like kind of shuffling yeah. around trying to keep a body in between those two, and he's like going out of his way to do it. <laughs> and then at some point we just walk away and we fully leave him. And uh, this guy has no car. He lives like an hour and a half away. Good. He, he made it home. Yeah, good. Well, my friend who good. drove him kept saying he was like. He's going to have to stay with you tonight. I'm like, he's not fucking staying <laughs> Fuck with me. That, he's either going to sleep in a hotel on the street or he's going to Uber back home. And oh, he, he Ubered back home. Jesus. What's that What's that Uber cost? It's got to be a $100 Uber. Got to be. Jesus Christ. Just because he can't hang, can't be cool. I'm a big fan of uh, punishments. It's like, yeah, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, wh- Especially now that I'm like 30, all my friends, it's like, we shouldn't do that. It's like, no, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like, we this li- man's in his 40s. We live in a society, not only that, you're surrounded with friends. Like, it's, there's, there's certain expectations, and this is a reasonable outcome for those actions. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'm not being the asshole because I'm laying down, I'm sticking to my guns, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not indulging this guy's uh, fucking crazy behavior. Well, that would happen in high school. We had a friend who would always get trashed, start shit, and then just sprint away from the party or wherever we were. And there would always be someone who would get in a car and chase him. It was like, let 
That's the his man thing. Run. Yeah. Maybe he'll run home. Maybe something bad will happen and he'll never want to do that again. <laughs> but you let the man run. Even if he's just running down the street and he wants somebody to come, like, uh, tend to him. Like, that's the thing. Like, I know tons of people that do that. Where they, make, they make a big deal so that somebody will come and be like, all right, what's wrong? You guys just never do this? And it's like, no. They'll go. They'll cry. After 10 minutes of nobody coming to, like, console them, they'll call it quits and they'll come back to the party. I huh. said, uh, I, t- I texted him that dude the next day. Did you Uber home last night? And he said, yeah, it was a strange ride home to say the least. I really don't know what to say at this point. That Uber <laughs> driver really had a fucking problem. He just starts a fight with that guy too. But yeah, this is just, it's just this one, it, he's crazy. These two are like very good friends and hang out all the time, but every time. The Hawaiian one gets drunk. He just attacks the other one. <laughs> it's crazy. Sounds like he gets drunk a lot, though. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's it's not good. Also, if you're gonna be a giant Hawaiian guy, you have to, supposed to handle your booze. You're supposed to be the guy who's like he could if he wasn't in a race. Like if he. <laughs> it's, it's just the race I guess, to consume yeah. it. He said you had like 20 Like cocktails. He didn't have like a pussy amount. He had <laughs> an insane <laughs> amount. Oh, like what he had could have gotten like all three of us pretty drunk. He can drink like a – he should be able to drink like a, like a cartoon character where he just like pops a hole in a barrel and then just holds the giant barrel above his head and just gulk, 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 gulk. Dude, he can. There's this bar we used to always go to and – you would get mini pitchers as your glass. Okay. And he would every time just get two shots of whiskey and pour them into the pitchers. And just that's how he drank his beer with two shots of crown in him. Oh my crown? Dude, Hawaiians love crown and Heineken. I don't know why. I ask like every Hawaiian <laughs> I meet, they don't know why, but they just do. It's just one of those reasons where it's like, well, I, they love spam is because of like during World War II, it's the only like meat they could get, so they got a taste for it. <laughs> there's there's a weird explanation for Heineken out there that nobody will let you in on. I'm just convinced that like when I was too young to buy beer legally. Before I knew any better, I always Heineken just seemed like the fanciest beer to me. Yeah, like I remember, like if we got a twelve or a Heineken, we were like living the high life. Mm-hmm. Not the high life, but yeah, I know yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Sure, it's too foamy. The high life, but uh, I think that's my only logic. Uh, Hawaiians just think uh, it's super classy, and but it's, yeah, I don't like. I've Heineken. heard that explanation for black people why black people drink Heineken because that was popping a lot. Crown, too. Crown comes in that velvet sack. It has the appearance of being classy. Yeah. But it's just Canadian whiskey that's pretty much the same as Jack. I think we hit the nail on the head. The funny thing is you didn't run into a giant Hawaiian in Utah. I heard there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. A lot of them are Mormon, but I, they they must not be out in public a ton. Because I haven't <laughs> seen a bunch. But, yeah, I know that, like, the Maybe Mormon, they were just the hard Mormons to spot, not Hawaiian trying to fight hard. your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can only really identify Hawaiians when they're trying to fight my friends near uh, national landmarks. But that's true because my buddy I'm talking about, when he first went from Hawaii to uh, to real America, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Hawaii, um, he went straight to Utah first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Real America, not tropical America. Mahalo. More like, hand me another 12 shots so I can fight my friend. <laughs> 
right. Um, I am. Yeah, we're done. But the best part, I guess the best part was uh, after that fight was over, my friend was just standing at the crosswalk, not talking to me. I was like three feet away from him. My other friend was over there. And then he just points at me. He's like, see, you're still talking shit. (laughs) Those people, there's nothing. Where you're hallucinating it. Yeah, you have to like, uh, people will like, I don't know. There's, I know we have, know a few of them, but like I have a couple of my personal life where you just go like, they just have that like that fifth drink, and all of a sudden they just go shark eyes. They're just a different person, and they're just like they're slurring and falling over, and they're like, you guys don't even fucking know. And it's like well, holy shit, what happened? Like we're all just playing Pictionary Fuck in my mom's yeah. kitchen, and all of a sudden you just like, you guys think you're fucking better than me? And it's like oh shit, like. <laughs> <laughs> that fifth beer just tra- brought you straight to your fucking stepdad, dude. Um, no bueno. But once again, I just I'm 30, dude. I don't have time for that shit. That's why I stopped hanging out with a lot of comics. Cuz yeah. it's like, yeah. Dude, what do you what the fuck are you going to do? I, I I don't I don't want to be a part of this. This this dude is a legitimate wild card. <laughs> A wild ass card. Like I have I I have responsibilities. I have to be places. Like I, I'll, I've been in situations where I'm like, it's totally reasonable if the cops kicked in the fucking door right now. Oh man, yeah, comics are fucking dirtbag. That's what you guys got it kind of figured out. You're not, you know, cops can't kick in any doors if you're just having your fights in broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> True, on the streets of downtown, glass half full, uh, mini pitcher half full of, <laughs> of Crown and Heineken. <laughs> All right, my wells run dry. How are you feeling? Oh, we're we're done. Outs. Well, that's it, folks. Um, I think we hit our time, right? Yeah. All right. Out of boys. We're back. We're proud to be back. We're glad to be back. Thanks for listening in. Sorry we were gone for so long. We won't uh, abandon you like that again. We're gonna try and get another episode up. Yeah. Can this we make week. a guarantee we'll have another episode next week too? For the American working man, because that's who I am and that's who I care about. We got uh, potentially another episode. A definite maybe. <laughs> Um, if we can get our shit together Wednesday around 6.30, who knows? I'd hate to break the fourth wall on you guys, but we like bringing it to you. It's just, once again, bro, I'm fucking 30. I got responsibilities. I can't be in fucking trap houses. Not anymore. And I can't, I can't really, I can't dig down and find my, find the 20 minute commute to get down here (laughs) to do this for some reason. But, uh, we love you. You guys get the deal. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram. I'm Matt Mitchell Phillip. That's at Robot Spencer. The production team at Beam Jeremy, but most importantly at Hogopod. Comments, corrections, suggestions, good old fashioned hate mail. All dick pics go to at Robot Spencer. I love you. Bye.